From KLIN Radio and the Lincoln Independent Business Association, this is the Lincoln Business Beat, a weekly summary of news affecting area business and a review of interesting topics and issues. Along with LIBA Policy and Research Coordinator Carter Teal, I'm Mark Vail. Glad to have you with, with us. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by the 1890 Initiative. Visit 1890nebraska.com, where 100% of your donation goes directly to Husker student-athletes. Well, Carter, on this edition of uh, the Lincoln Business Beat, we're just, uh, you know, literally within hours of hearing the governor's State of the State address. He addressed uh, a lot of different things, although he was delayed a little bit. (laughs) On that note, let me just tell you about my experience today with it. I drove down to the Capitol today around 930 to make sure that I would be there in time, get a good seat for it. And knowing that I would have to leave early because we had a board of directors meeting today. So I'm sitting in there and it's about 1045. (laughs) And we still have some different motions being made. We still have some different floor uh, testimony going on. And so at that point, I had to cut my losses and... Uh, make the trek back across town to pick up the pizzas for the board meeting. So what I caught from the governor's state of the state address today was what he said when I was listening on live stream driving across the city to pick up the pizzas. So from what I got, it was uh, it was pretty good. I was impressed with his presentation. I, I do have to say that. Yeah, we did get an advanced copy of his presentation. Of course, it embargoed the news uh, department uh, held on to that. But he did touch on a number of things. And of course, property tax relief was the big one. He wants 40% uh, cut, mm-hmm. $2 billion, and yep. about how we're going to get there. He also talked uh, about some of the legislation that's been introduced already, and he's working with several legislators on those. Yeah, as to reducing the property taxes, his his biggest sticking point, and I think this is interesting because traditionally the opponents to reducing property taxes by that much and making the shift to increasing sales taxes by 1%, as has been proposed by Senator Linehan on the governor's behalf, is that um, shifting to sales tax is more regressive. But now Linehan and Governor Pillen have sort of flipped the script where they say, well, actually, property tax is the most regressive tax because of how it affects senior citizens, Um, our elderly who are on fixed income and and aren't able to afford it. They're being driven away from their homes. And so I do see see the merit with that. Um, because you just want to talk about sales tax affecting low and low and middle income people, but you know, not every old person is extremely wealthy. It's, it's not, it's not the case. And so by sticking to the point, in addition to the state has over $4 billion tucked away in its different cash reserves, um, I think the best thing that he could have said and something that everybody is going to relate to is it's not the government's job to hoard away money. And we see a lot of, I mean, we see a lot of reserves, not just with the state, but a lot of the local political subdivisions, you see their cash reserves and it's like, that is a lot of money. Yes, we've talked about that uh, back here a few months ago, uh, but had the numbers for the city of Lincoln and it was uh 
And and the last one I checked was still over six hundred million dollars in in the city. So, um, but it was also interesting uh, in his advance. He talked about state boards and commissions. I don't know whether you got a chance to uh, hear that, but it, there's over two hundred state boards and commissions, mm-hmm. and so he's pushing to have a review of those. And he says maybe up to twenty percent of those, about forty three, I think it was, can be eliminated. He, he believes. So yep. we'll see whether 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 that goes anywhere in the uh, legislature. It'll be interesting. It is a big selling point about reducing government. So and, just just and, keep it in mind. And that's one thing that he has been steadfast. He wants to reduce spending not just reduce taxes. He wants to reduce spending real cuts. And as our organization has held as a longstanding principle, we don't like to see tax shifts. We want to see tax cuts. Well, we'll, uh, of course, the legislature uh, will continue to meet on into April. It's going to get interesting because there's been several bills uh, presented. And now, uh, you know, in our deep dive, we're going to be talking, I think, about Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, bills that have been introduced because, am I correct, introductions are now complete, so yep. we've got to get on with the business. Mm-hmm. It is officially ended, bill introductions, so they're going to finish up the rules and then onward we go. The Leba Luncheon uh, earlier this month uh, had a forum on the epic tax. I unfortunately was not able to be there, so I'm going to have to rely on you to tell me what it was all about and how it went. (laughs) Yeah, so the January Liba Luncheon is in the books. It was hosted on Tuesday by InSource Financial Advisors. We were lucky enough to have our very own Wanda Caffrey provide some expert insight into the changing landscape of the financial planning industry. I do have to say these things are really cool because when Wanda – out of all of the board members, I probably work with her the most. Um, she's very involved in the organization. So when we go from a setting where we're talking about Liba all the time and then getting a chance to see her in her own field displaying her own knowledge, that's that's a real treat to watch. So it is cool to see um, the individuals that compose our organization be able to have that limelight. And then after that, we were happy enough to welcome Corby Gilbertson of Radcliffe and Associates and Senator Steve Erdman for the open forum on the epic tax. And things were pretty interesting, I would say. Senator Erdman kind of caught me off guard because I've heard so many things about him, but his presentation was very modest. Um, I wouldn't say that the presentation on either side was more directed towards the nitty-gritty details of how it would play out epic but that's more due to the 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 time constraints that are that are with this sort of thing cuz we want to be in and out in 45 minutes you you know better than i would about how the attention span during presentations starts to wane but they did kind of cover things from uh, a good distance away, and then we fielded some, I would say, some really good questions from the audience that dug into it a little bit more. So I would say we had a lot of people show up to it. It was a really good turnout, and a lot of people who we haven't seen in quite some time. So people were very interested in this um, and we'll just have to see if it racks up enough petitions to make it on the ballot before we'd consider taking a stance on it. It's it's a huge, it would be a huge change 
in taxation for the states. And, and it's quite, I don't want to say it's complicated, but there's a lot of nuance and there's a lot of minutia to it. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, I don't think, uh, well, I know we haven't heard the last of it. So we'll uh, be you know, <laughs> five years going on strong. So we'll see. Let's uh, take a look at some of the latest Liba news and maybe even a calendar item or two. Yeah, so no official update on the executive director, um, but keep your ears peeled. There may be something soon. We have hired a new office manager, though, so we're very happy to welcome to the team Ann Dorschmeyer. Anne has extensive experience working in the legislature, believe it or not. She was an aide to one of the senators in the unicameral for four years and has even more experience working as a lobbyist. So we're getting, yeah, we're getting somebody for office manager, but she's actually going to be able to help me out quite a bit. Well, that is, uh, that's great. Got some other meetings uh, planned and, and other things that Liba's got going. Yeah, this isn't necessarily Liba, but it is a very important event. Tomorrow is the Conservation Nebraska meeting with LES, public collaboration, public feedback meeting at Hardin Hall, room 107. So that's going to be Saturday from 1.30 to 3.30 in the afternoon. If you can make it, it's a, it'd be nice. And then... Also very important will be on Monday, we have our community access meeting where we're going to host LTU director Elizabeth Elliott. Uh, that's 145 to 1 o'clock at the Calvert venue downstairs. She's going to be there speaking about the city's project to replace all of the lead water lines and Lincoln on the move, the quarter cent sales tax. And I would have a hunch that she'll also be talking a little bit about uh, snow removal. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, now that's that's at the LEBA office. It's uh, in the community access room there mm-hmm. uh, at LEBA. So, and, and then the next day we do have coffee and contacts. That'll be in the morning from 730 to 9 o'clock. Hosted by Katie Coaster, EOS implementer at 3400 Plantation Drive, Suite 100. So come out and grab some coffee and enjoy the networking event. And that's Tuesday morning, 730 to 9. So Yes. Uh, and you can find out all of uh, that information on the LIBA website, liba.org. Well, as we mentioned earlier, Bill, introduction to the unicameral has officially ended. Now we get into all of the hearings, the discussion, the debate, and uh, the votes. Uh, We're going to go through a lot of that on our deep dive next. Husker fans, you've probably heard about NIL, name, image, and likeness, and now you can have an immediate effect on the success of our programs. The 1890 Initiative is Nebraska's premier NIL company, and with your help, we can maximize our student-athletes' opportunities with NIL and prepare them for life after college. Nebraska's always been a leader in college athletics. Let's do the same with NIL. To learn more, visit 1890nebraska.com, where 100% of your donation goes directly to Husker student-athletes. That's 1890nebraska.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back in the Lincoln Business Beat, uh, legislature been underway now for a couple of weeks. Bill introduction has officially ended. Uh, final two days were pretty hectic from what I understand, and you uh, are trying to keep track of it all. Yeah. Through the open forum on Tuesday with the luncheon, and then on Wednesday, uh, coming back, we had our government affairs committee meeting where we were going over a lot of the legislation. On each of those days, there's over 100 bills introduced. So <laughs> it's been a lot to sort through. But, and, um, and there was a pretty sizable number that were carried over from uh, the first uh, half. Over 700 carried over from last year and then uh, 700 more about this year. So it's really tough to plan out how our strategy is going to be because we don't really know which of these bills are going to make it. All we can do is really look into the committee hearing schedule and go from there. But property taxes and taxes in general, two of the big areas, and I'm going to use the term area. What about some of the specific proposals that you're, you're really kind of honing in on? Well, the biggest would definitely be the tax package from Governor Pillen. That's a combination of bills that would include measures on the following. So we're talking about broadening the sales tax base by including accounting services on behalf of a business and legal services on behalf of a business as being included as sales tax, removing the exemptions on those. That's, that's a big one that we're going to be concerned about. Overall, we're, we're looking at that same number, a 1% sales tax increase across the board. That's for the state. We heard some rumors that maybe it was going to be two. Governor Pillen was floating the idea. It's actually the proposal is for a 1% increase. That is a, a one cent increase as yeah. far as the actual number yeah. that would raise it from what? 5, 5. to 6.5%. 6. 6. 5. 5%. So. That is the base state sales tax. So we're not talking about local taxes on top of it. Um, he is actually backing Senator Linehan's bill proposing a hard cap on all of the local political subdivisions, all taxing entities. Um, I spoke with a couple of the people down at the on the rotunda and this is just a week or so ago, and they were kind of leading me to believe that that didn't have a chance of passing and that it was uh, Senator Holdcroft's bill that would specifically restrict that provision to school districts that was actually going to have a shot at making it. But now, from what we're seeing, it seems that this is going to be the uh, this is going to be on the governor's agenda. And so 
everybody, including us, will be rallying the troops to get ready for that bill. And then um, just there are some other more miscellaneous sales tax exemption removals that are broadening the sales tax base. But primarily when you're talking about this tax package, the main parts of it are the hard caps on taxing entities, increasing the sales tax by 1% and expanding uh, sales tax to include accounting and legal services done for businesses. And I know there was also a proposal that I believe was, I cannot remember who put it forth, but that would be a, a net zero for those taxing entities on property taxes when it comes to valuations and levies. The actual hard number would be a net zero if if, uh, mm. if valuations went up 5% and that means uh, 6% more money, they'd have to reduce the, the levy by that amount to yeah. hold that number. With a couple of exceptions, so that that's been uh, that's going to be in part of that. Uh, that's a little more complicated, but that'll be one that could play a factor as part of this uh, conglomeration of tax proposals. Yeah, you're referring to LB twelve forty one proposed by Senator Von Gillern. It is including that net zero provision, where the formula would basically be to determine the maximum levy rate that. Anybody can impose for property taxes, the percentage in total taxable valuation of that area, what percentage it increased, then decrease the levy rate from the prior year by that percentage of taxable increase. Okay, and so then that adjusted rate becomes the maximum rate that the taxing entity can impose. What was introduced, uh, I know there was initial discussion to uh, possibly modify the inheritance tax, which is what the counties get. I still haven't understood this, uh, how this all came to be. So Senator Clemens' bill about this is very peculiar because it's introduced in the initial pro provisions of it are talking about giving state rebates to state prisoners to the counties for state prisoners that are held um, in county jails. All right. And it would do that at a rate of $35 a day. The program for that is capped with annual funding under $4 million. All right. And that's for the entire state. And then the second half of that bill provision is repealing the inheritance tax completely by 2028. I heard speculation that his bill was only going to include rolling it back by a certain percentage over time, but it turns out he's looking at proposing a full re uh, repealing. What would you call that? Full, um, yeah, a full, full scale back. <laughs> right. Just basically eliminating. Eliminating it, repealing it, a full repealing of it. Yep. And then uh, one other one that uh, was interesting and Actually, we had quite a discussion on it on the morning show on KLIN the other day, and that was on assessed values where counties would have the opportunity or be re required to buy property at an assessed value. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a non-starter. Well, I guess the theory behind it is you better give us lower property assessments because if you don't, you're going to have to buy it at the assessed value that you give. Um, a lot of people who I've talked to have said that 
it's not actually a very good idea in practice. But when you hear that as somebody whose property valuations have gone up and up and up over the years, that's something you can kind of laugh at and get behind. But when you when you break it down, this could be seriously harmful if it were passed to the counties. Now, if the net zero on the, the levies it actually goes into effect, that even though your valuations go up, the levies would have to be reduced by the amount. So we'd have a reduction in, in uh, that particular one. So this could be a moot point if that comes through. I mean, it's it's a it's a real quagmire mm-hmm. when you get into these all these different taxing things. And I know Senator Bostar, um, who is presenting that bill, who introduced that bill, he he has been working very closely with the county, with Lancaster County. So it was introduced... It was very interesting to see him introduce this bill out of all people. I believe I saw a Journal Star article where uh, Commissioner Flowerday was talking about this and referenced, you know, this was not our idea. <laughs> no, I, I can't believe that uh, the counties would want to be forced to buy property. So interesting. Anything else for the good of the cause at this point? I mean, there's going to be a lot of discussion on a lot of this, and a lot of it's never going to get out of a hearing. You know, I say the same thing to people in our organization. I hate to give the updates in hindsight. I like to be able to give foresight as to what's going to happen and how we're going to act on it. But just because of the volume of bills and just because of the uncertainty of how the unicameral's efficiency is going to play out, how many delays there are going to be, what's going to be amended. There's so much speculation right now. We just have to take things day by day. So I will do my best. When those bills reach the surface, they will be given the attention that they deserve. So stay tuned on those. Amendments always throw things into (laughs) chaos, I guess, would be the best way. And I think this is going to be – and because this is a short session, they're going to have to whittle this thing down fairly fast. I think what you saw today with the governor's state of the state address – I hope that that doesn't become a microcosm of what this session is. But given what we saw last session, um, we might be in for a repeat. Which was best described by several senators uh, after the last session is definite chaos. So we'll see where it goes. Well, we'll do it again next week. Uh, be sure and share the uh, Lincoln Business Beat podcast. Uh, leave a review and share it with your friends. We do appreciate that. Carter Teal, appreciate you being here, and we'll do it again next week. Good to see you, Mark. This has been the Lincoln Business Beat from the Lincoln Independent Business Association and KLIN Radio, reviewing and updating business owners and community members about what's happening in the business community in and around Lincoln. Along with Leba Policy and Research Coordinator Carter Teal, I'm Mark Vale. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by the 1890 Initiative. Visit 1890nebraska.com where 100% of your donation goes directly to Husker student-athletes.